We talked about Elon Musk, and after our show uh, went off the air, uh, we found out that uh, Mr. Uh, Musk had taken control of Twitter after a protracted legal battle and after months of uncertainty. The question now is what the billionaire Tesla CEO will actually do with the social media platform. Now, there have been major personal shakeups expected, uh, with Musk already ousting several uh, Twitter executives uh, yesterday. Uh, A fourth uh, was confirmed uh, later uh, that day as well. But Musk, the tech guru and uh, self-proclaimed chief twit, has otherwise made contradictory statements about his vision for the company and shared few concrete plans for how he will run it after buying it for, get this, $44 million US. Now joining me now to discuss where the chief twit will take the social media platform is Jesse Miller. He's a social media expert and founder of Mediated Reality. Jesse, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Jess. Yesterday, uh, we went off the air and uh, Financial Times out of London uh, had a story that basically confirmed that Mr. Musk uh, had purchased Twitter, and obviously it's uh, all over the the media today. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of it. What do you make of this purchase? So obviously a billionaire has been able to do something that he kind of flip-flopped on. You know, he, he tried to kind of talk about the way that Twitter should be structured and that it would be better if he owned it. And we've gone the better part here of six months of whether this is going to happen or not and whether or not even the deal itself would uh, come to fruition in any way. But, you know, there's, a, there's an interesting viewpoint here in the sense of his approach to saying that the town square, as we kind of call Twitter, uh, should be available for people and, and, and a variety of voices, giving people equal space at the table. And that's very hard when you have one individual really kind of holding the reins of how the company itself will be directed. And so if we think about our democratic societies and the way that we vote and we elect people into positions, we always know that there's you know, perceptions of conspiracy or that favoritism or even uh, at the end of the day, uh, nepotism play roles in the way that individuals come to power. But the hard part here is that he is using his financial clout to control a business that he thinks should go a specific way. And he's, he's opened, obviously, to bringing people in. Uh, but right off the bat in his first day, he's cleared out uh, the executive team. He's cleared out legal counsel. And he's also cleared out some very important people in trust and safety who very much were shaping how people were allowed to communicate on Twitter when it comes to hate, disinformation, and targeting individuals based on things that we have protected in our society. Uh, what's your idea of success for Mr. Um, Musk? Um, some would say, as you said, he's cleared out some senior-level executives, some important positions as well in regards to safety uh, and hate. Um, is he a guy who's going to rely more on algorithms to deal with some of the hate that's there? Uh, is that his? Is that going to be the idea of success right now for Twitter, which is just deal with the hate, deal with the bots, and you might actually have a successful um, platform? Yeah, I love the idea of get rid of the bots by creating more bots. Uh, it's almost a matrix feel of a start a, start a war of attrition. Um, what, what I think is really kind of concerning here is that um, social media is supposed to be a human interaction, and AI is not very good at assessing human interaction. And so when we look at the ideas of free speech, and obviously that's very much kind of an American term, but in Canada, our freedom of speech and expression gets to that point of what does it mean to express something and, and back it up with factual information, back it up with opinion, or when it comes down to it, understand that the words you're saying may be hurting another human being. And so when we have our limitations of speech in Canada, you know, I can't come on the airways right now and and say something hateful, mm-hmm. I could, but I have to face the consequences of that based on somebody saying, hey, when this individual targeted this group, this is a law that was contravened. 
So AI may not be the answer. And we've had people say, you know, they should hire moderators, thousands of them to moderate the platform, but you're still subjective in the space of what do those boundaries look like. And so in Germany, which has some very strict hate, uh, hate speech laws, um, will we see the same applied as equally in the United States? Or let's say China, where Twitter does not operate, but Tesla does. What, what if China says, you know, we don't like how people are talking about Chinese content on Twitter. Does that mean that Elon Musk will be forced to dictate how information on Twitter is being exchanged because it impacts his other business? And so there are so many little variables there that go into what does it mean when you have government interacting with a platform that is supposed to be about individuals sharing ideas, talking about things, bringing awareness. And even if we look at right now in Iran, when we consider the uprising against government, against, against the, the controlling state, you know, Twitter would have played a huge role in how individuals would have shared information. But if you have a Tesla product that is being sold and they're saying, hey, you're not going to be able to sell this product unless you curb how people are talking about something on Twitter, there are so many avenues that this is going to go down where the oligarch should not be at the helm. Hmm. Uh, in the the overall question about social media today, you know, the, the earlier this week, um, the financial numbers for Facebook had had come in. They weren't very good for a variety of reasons. Their stock has dropped. Some have said that they have an existential challenge. That the younger generation just has no interest in Facebook. I I, I can do a survey of one thirteen year old in my home who would tell me the same thing. Um, where is social media today? Uh, you know, you hear of TikTok's growing popularity, and it's an existential challenge for some of the older social media like Facebook, like Instagram. Uh, where are we in this space now? Are people tiring of social media or is it a question of just um, a new shiny thing coming along, uh, attracting the attention? It's not necessarily whether people are tiring of it. It's the, it's the content. And I, I just want to keep one thing in mind here. No matter the platform, content and content moderation is what social media is. If we see a person post something that we know is offensive, it goes viral, people talk about it, and then we call for moderation in that space. And so whether it's Facebook and you have community groups, individuals who are just bickering about whatever the noise was in their neighborhood that they heard, or whether or not it is public discourse when it comes to talking about something that's happening in a community, whether it happened on Facebook or WeChat or whether it happened on Twitter or Instagram, um, there are aspects of ageism that go into this space. And so we can, well, we can agree that Facebook is for old people. We're not seeing a lot of teenagers in that space. TikTok is a wonderful platform for content creators, but there are obviously concerns about how people are sharing themselves and how that information collected by a company and the same would actually equally apply to snapchat i mean the reason i'm a grown man who doesn't have snapchat is because i'm not a teenager who want to take selfies of myself mm -hmm. and so in that there's a little bit of that kind of uh, judgment that goes into it and so for me i know that me saying hey i'm not a teenager who wants to take selfies himself there's a, a a judgment broadcast for me in that space and so when somebody says i'm not interested in tiktok it's not my thing it doesn't mean that there's not something there for you it just means you're not willing to kind of take the time to learn about it and so Facebook, a lot of their users, very comfortable in that space. And I know that Zuckerberg and the team at Meta are pushing this metaverse as much as they want. No one wants to go into a space where your avatar is interacting with another avatar. We, we had that with Sims. We had that with, um, you know, the old internet dial-up where individuals would meet each other in these lounges. And again, there was a hyper-sexualization that went to that. And then we went to geosocial dating where individuals could find each other based on who they were. And as long as you're legitimate, you're probably, you know, in a good stead to find a good relationship. So the hard part here is legitimacy of the person and the user. And I'm really kind of expecting a change in the way people use social media in the sense of verification. I want to see more everyday users verified on the platform. I don't want to see fake names. I don't want to see fake accounts. I don't want to see people harassing each other from the behind, uh, you know, of a, of a username that they created. 
And just very something simple in Vancouver, if you look at Canuck social media, mm-hmm. you have a world of people on Twitter who are willing to give an opinion about everything involving this team. But if you look at some of the hate and some of the direction that individuals who are very smart in that space are subject to, I mean, that mute button on Twitter when it comes to individuals like Samantha Chang, who's a fantastic voice, not only in the hockey community, but representing female voices in that space. And you look at some of the vitriol when she has an opinion. Luckily, she can go and highlight and say, hey, you know what? This is where you're wrong. I'm going to back it up. But not every person has that fortitude. And so the mute button, the block button, the report button, those are all really important tools. But most of the time, all we're doing is blocking some fake account as opposed to a legitimate human being who we can hold to consequence. Mm -hmm. Well, it's going to be a fascinating uh, few months uh, uh, moving forward here with uh, Mr. Musk at the helm. Plenty of news, I'm sure, coming from Twitter. That's for sure. Jesse, thank you so much. Thanks, Jazz. I appreciate it.